So I, uh, yeah, Ann and I went to see. Uh, we have season tickets to the Orpheum uh, this year, mostly for you can Ham- get season tickets to the Orpheum, the Hennepin Theater Trust, uh, Broadway, like the series of Broadway plays they bring in, okay. mostly for okay. Hamilton, which is way back like last August or whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we uh, so we got these season tickets, and then obviously Anna was pregnant at the time, and we knew like, oh shit, we're gonna have like we have like six shows where we're gonna have to have a babysitter for the kid, which is. Works out great, like either my folks. <laughs> I love that you didn't think maybe we won't go. Yeah, no, no, I kind of fuck it. No, yeah, we All literally right. went to uh, the day after that week after Valentine's Day. It was like seven weeks after he was, or no, five weeks after he was born. We went to a we went to a, a Broadway show. Right, um, cool. Anyways, uh, we have my, my folks live really close to us, so they babysit. Like Anna's folks were actually in town for a show on Friday at the Guthrie, so they babysat uh, for us on on. Um, uh, last Thursday, but the th- the reason I bring this up is because we really like to we like to go downtown early, you know, get dinner somewhere, like actually like make it like make a, a date make night, a date make a date yeah. night out of it, right? So, um, we get down, we're we get down to uh, we're on the train, and we, and we like to we try not to drive downtown because driving in downtown and parking is a fucking Blows, yeah. goddamn clusterfuck. You know that you drive downtown do it every day, every day. Yeah. Um, so we're on the train on the green line heading towards downtown, and. Uh, I pull out my phone, and so uh, I'm not sure if people re- realize this, but I, uh, I've been doing some of the uh, social media um, website calendar stuff for Blackheart, um, oh, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> so I'm, so I'm on their, often on their Instagram, like posting shit on their Instagram feed. So I have I have access to the Blackheart Instagram on my phone. Um, let me tell you, for a uh, gay LGBTQ soccer bar, you have a lot of uh, risque shit of people that we follow. So I pull out my phone uh, on the train, and I, I'm going to post a picture on Instagram. Doodly doodly and I'm going to post a picture on my Insta- my personal Instagram, and it's just like just it's like this woman spread almost fully, like, like spread eagle, yeah. and I'm just like swiping. Just dick and balls. And I'm like, oh, I, oh, I got it. I got rid of that. That's fine. Um, we're at Easter uh, at my folks' house on uh, Sunday, and I can't remember what it got brought up. I was talking about Instagramming my trip to the zoo uh, yesterday, or on Saturday with my kid, and then I was like, I mentioned that you know sometimes I see some risque shit on my Instagram because yeah. it's I'm on the black card Instagram or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's what that was. I looked over your shoulder ah. and saw something. I just didn't want to say anything, yeah, and I was like, oh, that was. My so I guess yeah, the, the, personally, it's like so you know like, and my wife is is very good about trying not to like look over my shoulder and and stuff like look at my phone and computers and things like that. She does it, and she I think she does it like she doesn't do it on purpose. Just it's uh, I don't know. It's a pet peeve of mine. People like look over your shoulder, like while you're trying to, to read see shit your or something. Dirty, dirty. And yeah, look at my the, basically like basically porn on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I hate it when that happens. I know, right? Try to jerk off here. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Walking out and 
man, early, early podcast this week. We're recording on a Monday, and it's still daylight out. Yeah, we're actually in. Yeah, early in the week, early in the day. We're actually going to record two this week. You're not going to be on the second one. Unfortunately, no. you have you have like, like I you literally know, you, said you want to interested. See, you want to see your kids and shit. <laughs> That's like, pretty much it. Between, um, between tonight and a TIFO meeting and the game, yeah. and then having done that one Thursday yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, I would never see totally understandable. Uh, so Luke Craig and I are going to be recording uh, on Thursday. Uh, late on Thursday, um, he's uh, he also has a kid, so he's Dude, got he responsibilities. Dude, he dresses like he has a kid. That yeah, motherfucker dresses like a dad. I just can't wait to dr- be able to dress like, like have the confidence to dress like Luke Craig dresses. Right, and just be like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. You like this Hawaiian print? Got a thousand more where that came from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, so he, we're going to be recording podcast. So we're not going to talk about, um, just so you know, up front here, we're not going to talk about DC United. We're just going to talk no. about uh, that debacle uh, in Toronto on Friday, the upcoming game against the Galaxy. And then Luke Craig and I will break down the Galaxy game on Thursday, late Thursday night, so that'll probably be up uh, early Friday morning, and then talk about DC United. I'm, I'm giving Martin an opportunity to like you know throw us some talking points, whatever he wants. But oh yeah, it's gonna I'll be you know. it's gonna be me and Craig on on Thursday, uh, late on Thursday for for that podcast. So that's what you're in for for tonight, and basically. Part of this mm. also because I figure I'm going to need about 45 minutes to vent, yeah. um, and we're not we wouldn't have any time to get to the fucking DC United game anyways. So, this motherfucker from Doctor Strange Love or whatever this movie is, he needs some Doctor Strange. Uh, dry eyes. Yeah, that's Mads Mikkelsen. He's got he looks li- no, he looks like he needs eye drops. That's not very good podcast yeah. listening content. No, yeah, we? we're talking about the movie that we're seeing. <laughs> we've done that before. <laughs> we, we've tried it and it sucked. Um, hey. Guess what? We have a uh, yeah, a lot of people like listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, not our our commentary about movies notwithstanding. So, yeah. um, if you uh, like the content that you listen to each week, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to support us, if you want us to be able to buy new microphones and splitters and all kinds of stuff like that that keeps us driving each week, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. Every dollar month uh, counts. Every cent counts. Yes, I know especially. that Zeller appreciates um, denominations that end with a sixty-nine or a four twenty. Absolutely. Um, because it was I'm 420 on uh, on Saturday. I got I got really high before my Passover Seder. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I am looking forward to going to heaven and, and enjoying eternal life. And so I don't really care how much you donate. But um, yeah. honestly, if you donate twenty dollars a month to our podcast, you will have eternal life. Yeah. Uh, and I you don't know the Jews don't believe in hell, don't they? No. Well, I've been looking to switch things up <laughs> myself. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. Maybe that's where I need to. <clears throat> I mean. It's hell on earth. It, it, y- well, yeah. I mean, but the, the, the other issue is that, <clears throat> you know, we had Easter this last weekend, and the Christian Christian family is like, oh, hey, here, hey, kids, here's chocolate eggs and delicious food. And then uh, for Passover, it's always, hey, kids, here's bitter herbs <laughs> dipped in tears. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I, I can't remember if I've told you this before, but my, my parents, or not my parents, my wife, I didn't marry my parents. My uh, uh, Julia's parents are super religious. You know that. Yeah. And um, they do a thing every Easter. And it takes 45 goddamn minutes where they have these 12 little, like, Easter eggs, like plastic Easter eggs. And inside each one. Signs of the one, cross. Each, inside each one is a, is a different prop <laughs> about, like, the story. <laughs> and so the first one is, like, a donkey because he rides into, you know, Jerusalem on a donkey. And the next one is a fucking little bag of gold because Judas gets, no, it's silver. He gets 30 yeah. silver, you know. And then the next one's, like, a fucking whip. And then, like, the next one is, like, a cross. I was like, this is this is the shit they nailed it. You know how he was a carpenter? <laughs> Turn that right back around on him. And they tell the story. It takes 45 minutes to tell the story, and they don't even get to the part where he comes back until the very end. Like, they really save the climax. Anyway, if you like the content you hear each week, uh, Dave's I know dot com. No, Patreon.com. Patreon.com. Backslash the Dave's I know. The Dave's I know, To yeah. support more of whatever that was. Yeah. Um, uh, David Zeller. 
the uh, we played THC on uh, Saturday. We did not play. Right? We Saturday. played TFC. Friday. Yeah. I've, I've lost I wish all I, sense of time. Wish I would have uh, had some THC watching this game, but uh, alas. Well, uh, let's get some quick, uh, some rapid reaction. What was your best moment of the game? All right. Well, I mean, weirdly, this was a like a strangely good game um, for Minnesota for like <laughs> for like eighty minutes. The but ten minutes, not it was consecutive. Baby no, no, no. Like but, all over the. But place. It was, for ten minutes, it was fucking terrible. And those, yeah. and that was like five minutes of contrary time in the first half and in the second half. Yeah. Um, classic Minnesota United classic game Minnesota. from 2017, 2018. Anyways, so for, there's two for me. I'm gonna say the best one of the game. Was the, the, that first uh, Darwin Quintero goal. Um, I think it was his first goal in the run of play this year, which is great. But also like the ball by the ball that was played by Gregoosh um, was fucking amazing. It's nifty. And uh, and that sort of like chips Bono, um, Alex Bono, the uh, Toronto keeper, who we've we've actually you know put some goals past in the in the past. Well, we we said in our preview that Bono was a yeah, liability. and he was he was a liability in this uh. game. And then uh, yeah, he just he sort of like chips him, uh, has an easy tap in, and uh, you know, it, it, watching Darwin Quintero play, it's, it's amazing because that dude is tiny. That dude is like not much taller than Tyrion Lannister territory. Yeah, I mean, and I think he, he jumps up and puts the head over yeah. Bono. It makes no sense. Yeah, he does that, and also, but he but before that, as he was like. Running towards Bono, like he was getting manhandled by a defender. Like he yeah, muscled, yeah. like I, like I think Miguel Barra said this. I can't remember where exactly, but um, that Darwin Quintero might be the uh, the strongest dude on the team. Just like pound for pound, the strongest dude. Because that guy was he was getting manhandled by a guy who was like in like I don't know, probably you know three, four to eight inches taller than that guy, Quintero. Right, right. Um, at least you know fifty pounds heavier than Quintero. He just he just sort of like shrugged him off. Uh, basically, chipped, like, chipped the ball around uh, Bono and uh, tapped it in for an Tapping, easy goal. Yeah. But I'm going to be really fucking frank and honest with you guys on this podcast, as I want to do. The best moment of the game was when Calvo kicked uh, kicked himself in the stupid fucking face with the ball. Did you watch that? He kicked himself in the stupid fucking face with the ball. I, I read about it, but I didn't see the highlight. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. I yelled. I cheered. I was at New Bohemia. <laughs> I was I was I was going absolutely bonkers. Everybody was like, he just kicked himself in the face like they, I don't think people realize that he kicked himself in the fucking face cuz he turned the ball over cuz he kicked himself in the fucking face and it's the ball went like the other other direction it was it's very hard to do so like kudos on you Calvo oh. but yeah he kicked I himself in the stupid fucking face him. <laughs> so he's, he's a very flexible player anyways that I, was so I mean the DQ goal was great but honestly for me the best moment of the game was when Calvo kicked himself in the stupid fucking face <laughs> with the ball so uh, you know what, uh, what gotta, about you I got to give it to Rodriguez's goal um, that was a good goal a, a couple of things first of all I liked it one because it's another revealing example of what works for us it was a build up on the right side and Metanier somehow becoming the catalyst for all offense we're ever going to enjoy Two, I really badly want Rodriguez to find his stride I think he's starting to do it he still needs to I think um, kind of round off some of the rough edges there you yeah. know he needs to be a player that can play in all facets of the game in the same game but as he inches closer to that if he if he can become like a 13 goal scorer and be more consistent with his off the ball work i'll i'll feel okay i'll yeah. feel fine um i think third it's that um it was in the moment it was evidence of something that we have wanted more of for a long time and that is emotional resolve because we we made a joke about it already in this podcast of course we gave up two goals in 90 seconds twice because as soon as you give up the first one we fucking collapse and give up you know and so to see us go down and then come back it was a sign of kind of having your shit together from like a mental emotional leadership standpoint maybe we had it together of course we all know how the game ended up yeah, playing clearly. out but um, in mm -hmm. the moment it was a sign of exactly what we've hated to miss and love to see more. Yeah, of. and I, and I'd also sort of 
to piggyback on that Rodriguez comment and that like his the, the hold of play that he that he did to secure uh, to secure a penalty, you know, the third goal the um, was instrumental great. There was too. absolutely fantastic. That's exactly what th- those sort of those plays like Rodriguez had about four or five plays, which he did exactly what he's supposed to do, exactly exactly what he's designed to do in Adrian yeah. Heath's system. However, I mean, there's just so much other stuff where he just totally like he just you can't see him at all. Yeah, he, he's non he's 100 non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of like that's pass, just, he passing the ball off too much. Yeah, yeah, like instead of like you know holding up the ball and then passing it, he holds onto it too long and just gets dispossessed. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to turn and run, and the guy's slower than fucking molasses. Like yeah, Mo yeah. Karazi, our, our friend sitting over here just <laughs> listening to us, is faster than fucking Angelo Arrigo. I feel like I feel like you just made Mo sad. Like, yeah, and Mo and Mo is not a fast man. Business. You just um, made fun of his so, speed there. That's bullshit. Man. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, so those are those <laughs> those are some great moments. Yeah, yeah. So th- there were good this moments. Mo- this we game had three goals. This game had great moments. Yeah, this game had great moments. Three. But what was your worst moment? <laughs> Do I dare ask? Should, I, you, should I shut can, up for a while? Can you, how about you go first, and then oh, then Christ. I can. Uh, um, so there are a lot. Uh, yes. So why don't I give you the first Toronto goal because it was emblematic of a problem. And I talked about how our, uh, the Rodriguez goal was emblematic of something Minnesota's done pretty well. Um, this is emblematic of a problem Minnesota's faced a lot on the night. Toronto is a really good team. They're playing at home. But in this case, especially in the first half, they actually dropped and defended fairly deep. Yeah. And when their entire team was, was then back behind the ball and in their own half, what ended up happening was our midfield, uh, including defensive midfielders, and our entire back line got back forward and so they're playing at or above the, the the half line and of course Minnesota is like cycling the ball doing mostly uh, things that aren't making a difference they're just cycling it and it's going well, nowhere yeah it was off and a then, corner and like in they basically yeah well the, no, well, 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 the first one is my, my point is that it was emblematic of us pushing really high and then breaking on the counter and, and, and Toronto, yeah. like, doesn't need to counter. They're good enough not to counter. But it's such an obvious weakness because none of our defenders, and I honestly won't even necessarily say Metanier. Metanier does a lot of good things, but I don't think we've seen the, him tested in this way yet, um, are failures in the pivotal moment. Like, when it comes down to it, soccer is a big, uh, a big game, but it has a series of little three-second moments. And every time our defenders face those moments, they fucking fail. Yeah. And there's nothing like a guy on the break, one-on-two, for, say, someone like Boxall to not step up and, and make a tackle, to put some pressure on him. They gave him all the space in the world, he turned and did the job. Oh, Michael Boxall. I would, commit the yellow. <laughs> That's a situation where you got to commit the tactical yellow, stop the play, let everybody else catch up, take your yellow, and go home. So what I'll say on that one, so Metnir was up in the attack on that one. And uh, and that in that circumstance, and this is the problem with the way that Adrian Heath has designed, and this is like this, we'll talk, I'm, I'm going to rant about Heath for about 10 minutes here in a little bit. So don't hold your, uh, don't, you know, don't, yeah. Keep, don't stroke it too hard yet. I'm going to, I'm going to get to the point where you're going to, you're we'll going to, you're going to build to it. Yeah. We'll build to it. Um, Adrian Heath wants his fullbacks attacking, right? He wants Cobble. He wants Metnir attacking. In that case, your your uh, midfielders, your Grey Gooses and Alonso's, need to be able to step out wide to take away those passing lanes, to, to take away those players like that. This basically, re- I was rewatching the game uh, this morning, and what happens is Metnir's up attacking, and Grey Goose and Alonso are basically standing fucking still in the middle of the pitch. Mm-hmm. There's a great ball that's passed to uh, uh, Puzzlelo, and uh, the guy just takes off running. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you're right. There's like It's basically two-on-two. Two. Uh, he's running He's running straight at Michael Boxel. Michael Boxel is fucking terrible. Also and turns it, his back on Yeah, him, and he, yeah, he gets wrong-footed. And, he, yeah. and, and you know, Pozuelo makes a, a fucking... He, and it's an amazing po- shot. Pozuelo's good. He's yeah, very, very, very good, good, obviously. obviously. Like, um, 
those chips he had like when he first came to Toronto were not it, the guy's a really good soccer player, right? But like, yeah, you're right. Step up into that guy. Um, I mean, I think Boxer was Boxer was afraid to step up into him because he was worried about. I think he would have like went right around him. And I basically based on the way that Boxer covered, you know, the rest of uh, the rest of the game, like he's Boxer was directly responsible for three of the four goals in this game. Yeah. Directly responsible for three of the four goals. Yeah. This being the first one. This being probably the, the the most egregious one where he just he gets wrong footed and basically gives. Gives Pozuelo, Pozuelo the, the only the bit. only That's the it. only shot he has. If he stays, if he keeps him to the outside um, between Boxo and Manone, mm -hmm. you know he 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 can make he could probably make a perfect shot and score that goal, right? But but it's, it's got to be a perfect fucking shot, yeah. and it's got to be on his wrong foot, like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's That's just, all you got to do. You have to keep the play in front of you, yeah. and you have to keep it to the outside. That's yeah. it. If yeah. you're not committing the foul, which I still think you should yeah. have done. So. Anyways, should we? Can we segue into the the box all? It's coming down in the box, That's, so I'm gonna let it take a little hop here. That is my uh, that is my worst moment of the game, obviously. Yeah, um, say it. <clears throat> preach. So this this and so let's set this up here. So the that that first goal happens. Um, Makes it makes the makes the game one one. We're like, okay, that's that's fine. Like we have a lead, we gave Not up a lead. Going into Toronto, two shutting them out. minutes fucking later, yeah. they score again to take a two one lead, right? And uh, for that particular goal, um, it was just another defensive mistake. Boxo, what the fuck was Boxo doing on that yeah. goal? He's directly ball. responsible for that second goal. Ball um, hops in from the sky. If people didn't see it, ball yep. hops in from the sky. It's landing, and instead of just clearing it yeah. instantly with his head, his leg, his knee, his dick, whatever he needed to do, he lets it take a hop so that he can, well, I guess, position himself optimally for it. But in that extra time, the striker, who did not have the same patience, just went in and put the fucking thing in the net. And again, this is going to, yeah, this sort of echoes the uh, the, the last goal. Um, so that happens. So we're down 2-1. to one. We come back. Like, it's pandemonium. Like, we're like, hey, fuck, we're going to, we might we might get three points at Toronto. We might get, you know. Toronto scores again, um, and this time it's the the super sub. This is after, you know, in the seventh minute, I think everybody in the bar is yelling at the TV, "Why are you not making defensive substitutions?" Right. Oh wait, you brought Wyatt Olmsberg to fucking Toronto, and he didn't even put him in the fucking eighteen. They didn't have a defensive substitution. I think Adrian Heath assumed that he was going to be losing this game. He's going to need Molino and Dunlady try and play to try up. and play catch up, or to like you know, yeah, score a goal or score two goals or whatever. <clears throat> I think. We were up three to two, and he had no fucking idea what to do. I yeah. think he, he just like was fucking frozen. Anyways, we, they scored that third goal again. It was uh, just an absolute, you know, I don't know, Francisco Cabo, whatever. Um, and then that last goal, that that fourth 90 goal. Ninety seconds later. Yeah, ninety seconds later. Uh, you know, Cabo not marking Al or uh, yeah, not marking Altador at all. By Michael Boxel not marking Altador at all. Um, he makes a he just runs right by him. Calvo standing there with his dick out. Um, then I, I'm not exactly sure what like Synapse fired in Manone's brain to like in, like implore him to come out and try to make a play on that ball. Yeah. The ball, I mean, the ball that was chipped to Altidore. Like he, the only he had two things he could he could he could like try and like f take his fucking like right boot right, right boot through it, or like chip it like he did and try and like chip the goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. um, if he takes his boot through that it's he's probably skying that and it's not going anywhere mm -hmm. he decides to chip it well of course Manone's running out like barreling out at him so it goes over that's fine all right you know you look at you're looking on the screen you see oh michael box is there he can clearly all he's got to do is head it out whatever anything he he waits for it he waits for it and uh uh and uh yeah it just like i'm literally like my mind's literally breaking trying to describe what is happening um 
all Michael Boxel had to do was just fucking clear that ball. Um, so either and either he knew that Hamilton was running behind him, and he was trying to box him out, or he didn't know he was behind him, and in which case he was trying to like, I don't know, get better position to not concede a corner. Or You're not doing clear good it. at trying to frame this in some way where he meant well and failed. I think this is a real evolution in your critical abilities on this podcast because he used to just tell him that he should be thrown in Mount Doom. Yeah, I mean, I wrote here in in all caps, clear the fucking ball, you Kiwi douchebag. Yeah, see, that's what he used to just say. Yeah. And here you're I, saying, yeah. like, I think what he's trying to do here. So I'm not so I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to, like, like justify yeah, this yeah. terrible... I don't... I, I, I rewatched it. I watched it. I've probably seen... I probably watched that specific... Because I was, as I was... Going through our outline, uh, putting stuff together. Um, I think I watched that goal ten times. I'm just, I'm like, what is he actually thinking? Like, what is the? How can I justify that this is that this was the right decision for him, or that he that he thought this was the right decision? I have, I cannot find a single. Even if if he doesn't know that he's coming there, the ball's like bouncing towards your net at a weird, awkward angle. Mm-hmm. Um, just fucking clear it. Yeah. Just fucking clear it. If he if he does know that he's the guys there is what's he trying to do is he trying to like box him out for a for a, a goal kick the ball's heading towards your fucking net it's not even it's yeah. not like it's like close to the the, the the post and you're trying to like maybe see and then kick it out at the very last minute no no the ball was like going into the middle of the fucking net i don't know it, it just it i can't i can't justify it it, it absolutely i lost i absolutely lost my shit at, in which yeah. you know i had a, i was like I said, is that New Bohemia with my wife, with my kid? Luckily, I wasn't holding my kid at that point. Like one of my you just friends, slammed it on one the of my wife, yeah, I was like, "Fuck you, kid." <laughs> um, no, one of my wife's friends was holding the kid, and just, I, I, I went apoplectic uh, in the bar. Um, and then, you, as you probably, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably saw on the Twitter machine yeah, you <laughs> after I got home, Twitter, and yeah. literally, I, I, I was on, I was, I was just fucking online for it's like three o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at like four. Woke up at seven on Saturday to go like go do shit with my in-laws and stuff. It was, I had a had a rough weekend. That sounds positively that way. miserable. Yeah, no, but I mean it was it it helped it helped because like it's, it's catharsis. catharsis. And as is, as is, uh, this podcast it helps you to cathart. Yeah, it's cathart. Yes, uh. yes, exactly. So, okay. anyways, well, I have to ask this. Oh, like we're be- beholden contractually to talk about this. We are. This is part what of the. What was your most what the fuck moment? Um. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna power through them here. I'm not gonna re- to dive deep into them because all these multiple I think ones? all of these things are on uh, are on my sort of uh, Minnesota shit rant portion of the podcast that I've uh, set aside for myself. Uh, the Gregus red card, Covell getting yellow for descent. Covell then immediately getting a second yellow, like one fucking minute later, for like just an egregious Achilles like kick at uh, at uh, TFC player. Adrian not using any subs when he's up 3-2 in the 70th minute to try and defend and get three points. And then, you know, when they give up the goal, try and get one point. Um, why the fuck was Olmsberg traveling and not in the 18? Seriously, fucking Calvo. What do you got? What is your most what-the-fuck moment? Isn't If it's not in there. Yeah, I've got the... Uh, well, you've captured most of them. So I, I don't go into too much depth here. Uh, so the Grey Goose red card was bad. He, he had had an emotional moment before, and he was upset, and then he made a rash challenge. Now, I'm going to say this, and... I, it was a red card. Yes, no, 100%. Mincing no words here, but also it was made worse by just the way everything fell. Like, you know, the way he fell looked awkward and stuff, and it makes the challenge look even worse. Yes. But what I will say, and the reason this is not the most what-the-fuck moment of the game, 
is it seemed like a moment of high passion where he runs off and then you know 10 minutes later he's in the locker room he's like god damn it what did i do you yeah. know like nobody's proudest moment but that's all it yeah. was Calvo, those ha- those happen. So those those happen. happen. Like yeah, he was he was very emotional. You're not gonna defend um, him, but Calv- Gregus to this to that point had had a pretty p- particularly a decent game. Right. He wasn't he wasn't the worst player on the pitch, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had an emotional know, moment that he should feel bad about, and, and I'm sure he did. I'm sure he does. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll probably get a. I mean, we haven't heard yet what the if he's gonna get multiple games. Um, he probably will. He probably There's should get. Tag. He probably should get another at least one or two more games after the one he's gonna suspend or uh, for Wednesday. Um, but yeah, go on. But the the reason that wasn't the what most what the fuck moment was because I, I think that because it was one of those things where it's like god damn it and that's all it is Calvo's was different first of all the descent is stupid like I don't think anybody should ever get a fucking card for that the he's the is, captain let's hold on the second he's thing the captain when he committed that foul that second foul that wasn't like uh, what happened with um, Gregush where he you know there's is a frenzied thing that happened before and then right after he's trying to retaliate and it's and then he walks away going no it was ice cold and premeditated and he just walked up and kicked a fucking guy and then when he got the second yellow and got sent off he didn't even really react to it he just started walking yeah. off like yep that's what has just happened <laughs> like it was yep. pre- like it was fucking serial killer detachment from the moment you know all of that under the umbrella of the fact that he's our once and future captain, the gentleman whom has to be the guy on the field who's immune to that kind of stuff, makes it mind-boggling to Yeah. Me. Unfortunately, he is not the one true captain. That, is, that belongs to Johnny fucking Steele. Fucking, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> he's, Johnny B. fucking Steele is the B. one true captain. Yeah, so. I forgot... Uh, Blasphemy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the Calvo shit was uh, like serial killer fucking like John Wiggy just walked away stone cold. Like, yeah, of course I walked up and kicked another human person because of the. In the Achilles. Yeah. Not even like. You know how sometimes you do that? Yeah. On purpose? I mean, if you're going to do that, like fucking. Like, at least take the guy out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you better be. Better be like, on the sideline. There's like, a chance. Yeah, I got better like not not play again for a for you know several days. So I haven't added anything to what you said. But, no, um, that's right. I mean, that, that was sad, I, I mean, I basically, I basically like you said all I, the I ran through all the, all the things and, and there was sick. there was you know which is weird because again I want to I want to uh, point out to our listeners that I thought we played really well in this game for like eighty minutes. Eighty minutes. We, we, we were the better the team. We went, we on, went the on the road. We got three goals. We should have beaten Toronto. On Who's the a road. good team again this year? Who's a good team? Yes, they're yeah. yeah they're like one point off of the uh, the leaders in the East. It's it, it's a good team. We should have beaten on the road. Yeah. Anyways, um, but we united. We united our united ourselves. Yeah, we yeah uh, we we certainly united it ourselves. Yeah. We make that a, your we make that uh, united <laughs> united <laughs> worst fucking past participle. Yeah. Um. What was your? No, it's not a past participle. What is a past tense verb? Past tense verb. What yeah. would you uh, say is the next Freddie Adu? Award for star of the game. Um, Who's going to be tomorrow's Freddie Adu? <clears throat> yeah, there's a, there were a few people that you know had really good games. Um, again, like I said, outside of like three dumb assholes, most people, like, you know, most players had a, a pretty decent game. Um, that that Finley Metnair combination on the right hand side is, is absolutely working. amazing. I like. I really hope that that doesn't change. It doesn't sound like uh, Adrian Heath will change that at all. Um, especially with Molino. I mean, with. But it, it worries me. It's fucking Adrian Heath. Like with Molino coming back into the lineup, what is he? What's he gonna do? Heath is very. He'll put, he'll put him in as goalkeeper. Oh no, no he has to to give him time. He's very. He's very adamant about like you don't play yourself. You play yourself out of the lineup. You don't play yourself. You know, like 
I'm curious to see what, what, what how this team fucking lines up on Wednesday after Michael Boxel, the, the fucking debacle that Michael Boxel had. Yeah. The debacle that he had. Um, Heath just says words. Yeah, he does. To him. You words, play your way His words are, if you anybody <laughs> listens to the uh, the Levitard and Stugat show on, uh, Adrian Heath's words are just bridges to lies. Like, he just... His words are bridges it's, to further lies. No, Anyways, um, no. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he just says honestly. words as they occur to They don't have to have yeah. any meaning. Um, he just says them out loud. So, yeah, so Finlay Mittenair had a good game. Like I said, Rodriguez had far more good moments. This is probably his best game as a loon. Um, and this is probably – this is Darwin Quintero's best match of the season so far, I think. Um, seems it's like those two – come back from injuries, start yeah. to get a little healthy. And, and it seems like those two have sort of figured out exactly what Heath wants to do in the system that Heath wants to play. Uh, I'm not sure I – I still don't think that they are the best two – players for that system that we have on our roster but it seems like they've at least figured out in some capacity what it is that they need to do they've never known how to work together and they're, yeah. they're doing it better now so you know long answer i'm gonna I w- i'm just gonna give it to rodriguez because again like he drew the foul that like got the uh the penalty kick he scored a goal a, a really great goal um yeah. you know that he's more often than not he's like you know skied that header <laughs> instead of like hitting on the under underside I, of the bar and in i hope, um, hope he's doing a lot of finishing in uh blaine yeah and as we mentioned like a couple of games ago like when that guy gets service like in the 18 he's dangerous He's absolutely dangerous because they don't want to follow him because you can see, like, the guy can hold the ball up, and if you are just, like, all over him, eventually you're going to follow him, and, and he's going to get penalty kicks and stuff. So I'll give it to Rodriguez. How about you? I, I give it to Menonier. Yeah. Another That's, another solid game. He, um, he was the guy who serviced the uh, the high header to Rodriguez. To Rodriguez, so. yeah. And uh, yeah. the, the buildup he has on the right side has been good, whether it's Sibara or um, um, Finley. So, um yeah, I'd uh, I'd suck his cock. Metnir trying to say, <laughs> Metnir is, is making me less Jerome Tison a lot, a lot more, a lot less because he's fucking awesome. Jerome, I don't know if this is Jerry's, the news, but Jerry's, Jerry's going to be there. Jerry's coming to town. Jerry's coming yeah, to town. Yeah, so that's he that gave was, a cryptic tweet. Yeah, he did. That was, I was going to put that other United news, but yeah, we, we, oh, yeah, we, we fucking blew it. Here. Yeah, we yeah, see Jerry's, Jerry. Jerry's coming to town, and hopefully he's going to be in the Wonderwall, and it'll be fucking awesome. So, yeah. all right, <laughs> who's the next Freddie? So, you know Freddie Adu. Yeah, he's a he's an American soccer player. The next Freddie Adu award for the shittiest possible player, shittiest conceivable. How about I put my microphone down? Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, 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 well. Uh, several people put their you know threw their hats in the ring for this I one. Can feel it in the Vito Manone with that you know the way that he came out and and played that ball. Um, was pretty shitty and, and definitely cost this team a, a point, if not three. Vito. Whoa, 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 um, you know, I, I just I don't understand what Adrian Heath is doing with his subs, which I know we've given it to him in the past, and I really tried to, tried to avoid giving it to Adrian Heath because I have other things about that. <clears throat> Michael Boxel made a pretty fucking uh, a solid case for Compelling. being the, sh- the shittiest player of the game, being... Like I said, as I said earlier in the podcast, personally responsible for three of the four goals, um, including, like, doing some Pete Rose-esque shit of, like, throwing a game. Pete Rose never threw a game. Some Shoeless Joe Jackson-esque shit. Shoeless Joe actually never threw a game. Some Black Sox-esque shit of, like, looking like he was trying to let that goal go in to maybe, give up the game. Maybe Boxall actually does have some uh, Pete Rose shit. Well, it's possible. But yeah, but that would mean Pete, he's betting on the loons. And yeah, that'd be a yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, but, I, I mean, it's... Begins, it ends. Uh, the sun rises in the east, the sun sets in the west. Uh, Michael, er, <laughs> Michael Boxo, 
is bad and was particularly bad in this match. Um, but it's Frank Calvo. Frank. Frank. I, I'm not even calling Francisco anymore. Frank. It's Frank Calvo. Let's Frank, be Frank. Frankie Calvo. We should start a new segment on the podcast <laughs> called Let's Be Frank. Let's Be Frank. And we just talk about Calvo. Yeah. I mean, that ass. would probably be better for us. We could just get all of our shit get out early. This is uh, therapy. I don't I don't go to a therapist anymore since I this started guy, this podcast. This guy has been... I mean, he would be the shittiest player of the game just because of what happened in this game. But for someone who has... Uh, Lashed out at the media for not covering Minnesota United with respect, um, for a, being the or assuming that he's the, the key defender of a team that's given up 70 goals, 71 goals, and now is on pace for 72 goals allowed this year. Uh, this guy has a lot of fucking chutzpah. I, I was at a Seder this past week, and so I'm, I'm, I got a lot of Yiddish in me now. So <laughs> a lot of fucking chutzpah, um, and and. You know, Adrian Heath just keeps going back to him and and keeps assuming that this guy is good, is the leader that this team wants and and or needs. Uh, he's neither of those things. He's neither a leader nor what this team fucking needs, right? Like the guy insisted he was a, he was a center back, even though he's his the best position he's ever played is as a as a in that three five two that that Costa Rica plays as a left wing back. He insists that center back is his best position. Um, in spite of all. All evidence against that. A- anytime this guy is allowed to go forward, he actually does well offensively. Now he's not a defender, clearly, obviously, and I think he knows that. I think everybody else knows that. Adrian Heath seems to have some does fucking blinders on him. I I don't know. Why would he fight to be a center back if he knew then? Because I maybe he thinks he can extend his career as a center back, like as a left wing back. Like that guy probably doesn't have much. He's not much long for the Costa Rican national team. I would imagine. I don't. I don't know much. It has about, to be a thin talent yeah, pool. Yeah, right? I don't know much about the Costa Rican uh, Costa Rican national team players and all that. But my guess is that he's not long for the world as a as a left wing back for the Costa Rica. Considering the guy's not really fast at all, like he just he manages to like not be in position half the time, and half the time that not being in position allows him to like score a goal off a header or something. Um, and he's he's the captain. Like the guy. You don't get a you don't get a fucking yellow card for dissent as the captain, right? Like you go over to the referee, you ask why that was a, a red card. You say, "Okay, yeah. thank you." I you pass that on to your coach, yeah. and you yeah, go there, the fuck there's away. A, there's a diplomatic way to stand up for your guys. Too, yeah, and no, say, Hey, uh, you got to know what happened back there. I don't know if you saw the first move. You saw the retaliation, but you need to keep an eye on what just happened. because yeah. I got to protect my guys. That's, that's hun- different than saying, "Why don't you suck directly on my <laughs> penis area, Mister <laughs> Mister Yellow Shirt?" Yeah, that's, that's a, probably what he said. hundred percent, hundred percent, and because uh, it's Spanish, it's not Costa Rican. Well, <laughs> let's not let's not cut hairs here. But anyways, so yes, hundred percent. But then to but then to know knowing you're on a yellow card for the the next the next fucking soccer move that you make is to stomp on a dude's Achilles. What what in the actual fuck is that? And now if 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 and let's be fair, like. I've been I've been driving the fucking Heath out train for a long fucking time, and I understand that. I know people think I'm biased towards uh, the Heath out train and all that, and and that's that right. That's fair. That's rightfully so. Like, but if you go back and listen to the podcast, I've actually given Heath some credit for stuff that he's done this year so far. You've, you've um, matured in those opinions. If, I think yeah. if this motherfucker steps on the field as captain ever again, considering the, the players that we have here now, now like two years ago. Uh, we didn't. We probably didn't really have someone to step up in that role last year. Probably didn't have someone. I mean, other than you know, Boxo got the armband 
a uh, couple times. Coleman got it once. You know, clearly Heath wants one of his uh, defenders to have the armband. That seems to be a, a given, I guess. Um, if that motherfucker steps up on the pitch again once, once with the fucking captain's armband, even after a fucking substitution, right? If that motherfucker takes the captain's armband again, we need to storm the fucking field, take Adrian Heath off, and nail him to that fucking cross that Jesus was on. Would this be the Would this be the first time that anybody ever stormed the pitch in outra- outrage the second game that a stadium existed? It would be fucking justified. <laughs> well, I know that you went to a Passover Seder. Um, might just be the uh, might just be the Jewish talking in you, but uh, trying to justify the fucking murder of our savior is. Who's not, your shittiest player? We're in the not game? all a bunch of goddamn bearded New Yorkers like you out there trying to. <laughs> Who's your shittiest player in the game? Is that, are we still on that question? Yeah, yeah, I did mine. You 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 stepped away. Give me yours. <laughs> After everything that you just said, like I don't even know how to talk. Uh, I give it to Boxall. I mean, you listen, it's, you, you just had a guy and you said that if you ever saw the captain's armband again, that somebody should be literally murdered. And I'm like, yeah, somebody else. No, like, listen, it, it's, it's 1A and 1B, but like the shit Boxel did is just, that's typical, that's typical Boxel shit, right? Like it's, oh, it's, uh, it's, he's it's, not, he's not the captain. Yeah. He's not the captain. And he's it's not even that he's the captain. Like Kevin, to be, to his credit, like. Only was responsible for one fucking goal this game, as opposed to the three that he normally is in the past. No. Um, Boxall helped ship three, and it, it was not. It, it was direct. It, it wasn't was, one of those things where you say like, "Oh, oh he well, was slightly out of a, position." Gregush could have put some more yeah. pressure no, on he the was, midfield. You know, defense is eleven man thing. No, that was that was Boxall. Yeah, listen. So. Yeah, di- he was directly, like I said, directly responsible. And go back yeah. and watch it again if you don't think he was directly responsible for three of those goals. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You realize what happened after, um, so Jesus, who is uh, our Lord and Savior, of, uh, your, whether, whether, your, you, whether your, you accept him your, or not, he your, died to save you. Your, and um, your. so he was put inside the, uh, you know, the, <coughs> the, what, the cave, you know, Yeah. and they put a big rock in front of it. And then three days later, they rolled back the rock, rolling rock, that's where the beer name comes from, yep. and uh, he was gone. He had risen to heaven <coughs> to save mankind. And so what I think you've just said is that Heath... Needs to get the having, fuck out of here. Having been brought needs, to the very end. Needs to get the fuck out of having here. Having been tortured, having been forsaken by his own Lord, will rise again to save us all. Is that what you just <laughs> forecasted? No, I, he's going to rise again to get the fuck out of here would be uh, would be my... He'll be uploaded yes. to the cloud. That would be great. That would be great. So yeah. so we have a, just a basically... Do you have more a, that you want to talk about I do, on this? I do. do what, what, what are we at right now in terms of time? I, so I want to know. I don't like want to like monopolize this and just have this be a fucking You know what? Line, we're, so. we're at a half hour, but okay. the previews go shorter than the uh, recaps. That's do. true. They do. Give you so, five minutes. Take five minutes. All right, it's gonna be probably more than five minutes, but and, five uh, but, minutes. but I want you, I want you to, to chime in here too when you, uh, as you see fit. So like, <laughs> all right. we we talked, you know, we've talked so consistently about Calvo being just a, a terrible, a terrible soccer man. He's a terrible soccer man, and on top of being a terrible soccer man, he's the captain. He's captain, terrible soccer man. He's goddamn doo-doo brains. And and I just, I guess the. <laughs> I saw there was a great there was a great tweet I can't remember who posted it but it was like it was a picture Probably of me. It was a pic- no it wasn't you <laughs> it might have been Joe Leba actually I think <clears throat> but it was a picture of if, uh, Adrian Manny and Amos and it was like <laughs> the, the caption was maybe Demidoff wasn't the problem Ooh. and this is what and this Ooh. is what like we 
everybody complains about the team's mental lapses, right? And we've changed, we've changed a lot, you know, a lot of the of, of the personnel since you know that first game uh, against Portland and the home opener against Atlanta. A lot of the personnel just not not all the personnel actually. A lot of the key personnel are still there. Calvo being the main you know culprit Calvo's number one. one. Yeah. Um, Schuler somehow is still Schuler. Uh, so we have not changed all the personnel. We've changed a lot of the personnel. Yeah. But here's here's the question I have for you is that okay and like are you willing I mean and maybe not not you metaf- like specifically but like the you metaphorically like you guys in the audience because um, I know you're on you're Y'all. you're on you're on the train um, why the, who in the who in their fucking right mind who is not in this fucking who's not in the fucking front office is still carrying water for Adrian Heath. We've changed person. We've changed almost all the personnel yeah. again, with the exception of of two major components. Yeah. We still have the same fucking mental lapses, game in and game out. Now, yes, this year they haven't been as f- they've been as fewer. Have they? Seventy two goals. That's well, the pace. Well, I mean, in terms of like what like mental lapses that allow like lead to these things, right? Like we've given up. We've had leads twice in the last two home games. The last two games, we've given up both those leads. One to the draw to NYCFC, where we literally, like, we just shut down for, like, 10 fucking minutes, and they score two goals. And then this time, again, we shut down for, like, 10 minutes. They score two goals twice. Twice. Now, yeah. once I can see that happening, like, okay, you're on the road. Um, it's fucking rainy. It's wet. Um, but, listen, like, you get you get in a locker room, right? You're, you're down. You're up one nothing. You're down. Uh, hey, guys, we have one job. Our one fucking job is to, is to you know, keep this lead. Uh, at least get a point out of this game, right? Um, but yeah, we don't do it. Um, and he, and you know, Adrian Heath throws these guys under the bus all the fucking time. You know, maybe you gotta look in the mirror once, once in your fucking life. Look in the mirror and say, hey, maybe this is maybe like these guys are mentally fit because I'm not mentally fit to coach this fucking team. What you, you know. well, well, first of all, like he may think that he might go to bed and like fucking flagellate himself every night. I have no idea. But he's not going to go in front of the media and say, God damn it. I'm a fucking failure. God. I wanted to believe I had a reason to live, but I start to wonder sometimes. Yeah. But I, I will say that he... he I, know, th- I know directions to a good rope store. I know all the rope stores in town. <laughs> um, I, the, you, there's nothing else that needs to be said about that matter except for this. Heath went on this big swinging dick speech oh, after I, our second win of the year, where he said, uh, "He said, hold on, you know hold, on hold on, hold on, hold oh on. I, I have, I have the, I have the direct quote. A buddy of mine uh, texted want, it to me. You want to read? The yeah, quote. I'll, I'll do. So I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll lead it up while you look it up. Quote, yeah. Anyways, he he put out this big swinging dick uh, quotation um, where he said, uh, "Well, hey, we finally got the right people. Now we've got. Now we're a proper soccer team." No, I wanted to shoot fresh squeezed <laughs> IPA. I feel like it ruined your momentum no, by right. ordering a beer. So, so he said, and I quote, uh, literally, this quote. My, my buddy Tim sent this to me. I've said this before, and I don't wish this to just, just, just wish. Sorry, let me start again. You want me to read it? I've said this before, and I don't wish to dis- this to disrespect anyone, but we've got a team now that's comparable with a lot of teams. We haven't had that in the past. Suddenly, people think, well, he knows what he's doing. I've always known what I was doing. But when you go on the field and the opposition's got a better team than you do nine times out of ten, it's normally, it normally comes through. Now we've got a team that can compete. Well, so a couple, a couple of things. First of all, let's soften that by saying our results have been better. In fact, if we extrapolated our goals scored over the course of the season, we'd be three off the pace for the best offense ever in MLS. So it's not like it's all bad. But it's not been can all I gravy Also either. point out that 
there's a bunch of other teams that are way ahead of us as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe sample. Maybe this team. Maybe this league is not good at defense. (laughs) It's the league's fault. Um, So, uh, but but you're totally right. We don't need to sit here and condemn. He condemned himself. He said he's got the players that he needs now. So who else's fault is it? Uh, I mean, that's kind of the point. Who else could it be? That's kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 Adrian Heath's fault that Mm. this team is is. You know, like yes, we're in we're in a playoff spot right now. That's th- mostly thanks to like Sporting Kansas City shooting the bed against yeah. San Jose. But yeah, yeah and, but, but and know, I, let's let's not throw every baby out with all the bathwater. We've had some really bright spots this year. It's been fun to watch. So and and Heath has to be responsible for those too. But we can't ship seventy plus goals for a third consecutive season. I don't care if we score one hundred twenty goals. We can't ship seventy goals for a third consecutive season. And if no. we do. And I don't think it should even get to this point. I think that an interim person should be in place in the meantime before we even get to this point. But we need to fucking ship this guy out. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't care how many other. I guess spots the are. whole point is is that people people were talking, um, and not not me. People were talking about like playoffs. Like that's what that's our goal is playoffs. And playoffs. I, and, and I said I said in our fucking preview, our our like ten hour epic that was, preview that we did. It was um, a big one. That uh, that it wasn't for me. It wasn't. Playoff success. It wasn't uh, playoffs. It was be would determine whether Heath should stay on or not. It was hosting a fucking home game. That means being a top four seed in the Western Conference. With the players if that we he's are got not, if we are not a top four t- seed team, like this guy should be gone. I don't care even if we go on the road and and and, and knock off a team in a one off game. Like if we're not a home seed in the first round of the playoffs, this motherfucker should be gone. This motherfucker should be gone right now, as far as I'm concerned. Like just, he should not have been able to get on the fucking plane to Toronto, send his ass back to Orlando or Austin or or or, or fucking Everton, you know Liverpool. Or wherever the fuck, like, I want a new system where whatever team you got fired from before, when the new team's done with you, they have to send you back, and then you go through this chain. Of I don't know. I don't. All the teams. I don't, where, where the fuck is Harrison playing right now? Send him. Send him wherever Harrison's playing right now. Like this guy is a <laughs> is a great is a great USL manager. He's a shitty fucking MLS manager. And this we've seen this time and time and time again. The man had a chance to make some had make subs at the 70th minute when he could see yeah. we were getting slightly tired. Like. Toronto was starting. Like, Toronto made some subs, mm. and then he refuses, he refuses. He only and he only made two fucking subs. You got to do like two fucking subs. Started to have some success, some energy there, and uh, the, his man I, management, like his in-game management, his man management in-game is is absolutely fucking terrible. It's been fucking all. terrible. He's had maybe one or two games where he actually made the right decisions. I think teams salivate <laughs> at the at the sight of Minnesota United, not necessarily Minnesota United, salivate at the, at the opportunity to coach against Adrian Heath because they can make in-game. Uh, changes that actually fucking affect the game. Yeah. Adrian Heath can't do shit. He hasn't done shit in two plus years uh, to like affect a game in mid game. Maybe once or twice. That's out of probably sheer dumb fucking luck. Like, can, I mean, can you point to one or two or three uh, fucking one time where he's actually made some actual man like man changes that weren't affected by the like other their team? Like, he saw something and said, "You know what? We need to bring on this guy to counteract that." He had no fucking defenders on the bench. That's why he didn't make any changes because he didn't have any fucking defenders on the bench because he brought Wyatt Olmsberg to Toronto. Did not let him play in Madison, like, you know, or, or wherever the fuck Madison was playing. Um, to get actual valuable time, he yeah. wanted him on the fucking traveling roster, but couldn't put him in the fucking eighteen. Why Umsberg coming into that match may have made a difference. Mm. May have made a difference. He did not do any of that shit, and that that I mean, say what you want about the, how the motherfucker's cocky and he's an asshole, and he's both a cocky and a fucking asshole. Uh, I pers- personal experience, yes, the guy's a fucking yeah, asshole yeah. and he's cocky as shit. Um, but. The fact that this guy continues continues to be a complete dick, right? To to people, um, refuses. He has he has his like 
four guys that he loves, that he cares about, that he he'll he'll protect it any 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 opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then you know he's got guys who are just like eh, whatever, they're fucking expendable. You know, your Brent Coleman's, your Miguel Abars for a long time. Like now, I think Miguel Abars finally like won his good graces, well, but it now, took him it took fin- him two the, fucking years. Now that Finley's there, now you got Finley, you got Miguel Molino, will be got, on the bench. You got Molino coming back. Like yeah. I don't, I mean, this guy is a is a your coach shouldn't be a fucking uh, complete anomaly, right? You should know what you're getting out of your coach week in, week out. I don't – I have no fucking idea what, what we're gonna, how we're going to line up. And we'll talk about this in a little bit here. I, I, I will, I'll probably be done ranting in a couple minutes. Um, but I have no fucking idea what we're going to look like. Are we, are we going to do a 3-5-2? We're going to do a 4-2-3-1, what he likes to do. Uh, well, we have something completely different. And for the longest time, you know, we complained about how he was so fucking uh, uh, rigid in his, you know, his 4-2-3-1. In spite of the fact that we don't have the players to play that system, at that at that time, and mm-hmm. we still kind of don't have the we don't have the depth to play those players that consistently sure. when, yeah, at when that we've system. Got outages, yeah. yeah. Uh, and even even when we don't have outages, we don't really have the depth to play to to, to bring in the defensive reinforcements that we yeah, need yeah. when we have a lead on the road and a, 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 strikingly a, a lead on the road against a really good Toronto team. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like. Yes, Toronto looked not great in this game, and, and you know, as we mentioned before, like we probably should have won this game. And I think fucking, I think every again, Greg Vanny knows it. I think uh, everybody yeah. in Toronto knows it that we probably should have won that game. They sure up probably that at best they get a point out of that game. Yeah, yep, they got three. So, uh, I mean, if you score three goals at home, you should win the fucking game. If you score three goals on the road, you absolutely should win the fucking game. No, you should win the fucking. If you score three goals on the road, you absolutely should win the fucking game. Okay. And that's and I didn't go back and look at it, but I'm 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 not sure how many times we've scored three goals on the road. It might be the ones you have probably been this year. <laughs> yeah. San Jose and fucking Toronto, right? Yeah, that's some, that's some rough road out. San Jose, so. which you know now looks actually semi competent. Took them. It took them a while to get semi competent, yeah. but at the time we're a shitty fucking team, and this Toronto team, like, I I just. I don't, I don't understand why anybody carries water for this guy. And 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 again, I, I should also sort of wrap this up by saying it's it's not just Adrian. I love Manny. I love Amos. I've met both of those guys. They're really nice guys. They are way fucking overmatched. Sure. Uh, you know, like yes, Ike and, and Ike and Ozzy were. Th- those were th- those were stupid easy decisions to make. You and yeah, I yeah. would have been would have recognized. Like, oh hey, Icapara's available. Yeah, we should go get Icapara. Find the oh, money. Oh, Ozzy's available. Yeah. yeah, we should go get. The, we should spend the money for Ozzy Alonso. Yeah. Uh, this team has hit on um, all of right now two international signings. I would say I'd say DQ and uh, Metnir. Yeah. Oh sorry, three. Because I, I would say uh, um, Gregush so far has been decent. He's still like I guess two and a half probably, right now. Probably basically. not DP quality. Yeah, but. Um, Probably not DP quality, but Metnir, but Metnir is Metnir yeah. is DP quality, right? Like that guy. Probably so I would say two and a half, right? So like Gregish, I think that the the uh, jury's the jury's still, still out, out. Yeah. I, but he's been better than than he's been terrible, right? Um, Rodriguez so far, I'm I'm I, not a people, DP, not a DP, uh, but they can also Let's buy they can also buy that contract down to make him a not a DP if they if they want to. Uh, to go and acquire another player, so yeah. he's been again sort of. I would say like that's a incomplete so far. Um, but every sort of other international signing they've yeah. made has Whiffed failed. A lot, yeah. Has failed miserably, yeah. right? Um, so if you want Amos as your guy to like go and get people in the league, that's great. But it seems like Manny must be the guy, or seems to be the guy 
who's making these international uh, decisions, and he's failed 90% of the time. And that we can't, for a team that is operating on, and from my understanding, like Minnesota is, is operating sort of in the middle, or, you know, you would think Minnesota would be, based on the way they played, are operating on the lower end of, of budget. They're not. No, they're no, operating they like never you, have they're operating like in like the sort of like that sort of upper half, yeah, t- closer towards the middle, but like in the upper half of in well, terms the of thing budget. It's always been that from a from a salary standpoint, it's not that they have the most expensive top players, but their median has always been very high. Yeah, which is they're playing they're paying a lot of domestic players, which is great. And, and like as someone who like really wants this, uh, you know, the domestic game to grow and and, and the U.S. national national game to grow, like paying your domestic players like Finlay's yeah, is yeah. great. That's that's awesome. Um, Certainly isn't. Parlayed into a lot of success. Exactly. So I got a TIFO idea. So that so, so basically, like what I'm saying here ultimately is like, yes, Heath needs to leave. Heath, Heath needs to leave immediately. Yesterday, not have been on that fucking plane home on Sunday. Um, but we also really need to consider like the you know the personnel side of of the upper, of the management. And I think like literally like the uh, the other side, the the ticket selling side, all that other stuff. Like they've killed it. They're yeah. Like they they had a really shitty uh, first year. Uh, they weren't really sure exactly what their identity was. Um, but ever since Chris, Chris Ray has come aboard, yeah, they're they've been up, killing yeah. it. The, the the their media stuff has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you know the player personnel side is absolutely just shit. And poo poo. Yeah. All right. So I apologize. That was probably a that was a longer than five. F- longer than five minutes. It's probably closer to like fifteen minutes. Uh, anyways. We don't. Have, here's a, here's the great thing. We don't have a whole, a whole lot of other United news. So. What, what, you, what other? So let's take a breath. Let's all take a Ooh. fucking breath. Here. All right, I'm gonna take a sip of this hams. <sighs> this delicious, delicious hams. I got a Tifo idea. This will be our little palate cleanser before the uh, United news in the preview. Okay. Um, it's Vadim Demidov. He's sitting on a fucking throne, big crown on his head, and then like like banner that says like. 70 goals allowed best united defense in history it's <laughs> not bad that'd be some savage shit okay yeah it would be very good other united other yeah. united news so what the, else is going on so since we were recording early we don't have a, a lot they don't have they haven't announced teams of the week i'm sure minnesota united players are not on team of the week or anything like that <laughs> what um player D- of the, dq got two player of the week was uh pozuelo uh you know again we're well, go, no fucking going back to the uh, the days when the player of the week was just going to be whoever United plays. Our king whoever plays from balloons. a player of the week standpoint. Yeah, uh, the one piece of United news that came out uh, earlier today was Colin Martin has been loaned out to Hartford, um, which is good. Get some playing time. Yeah, uh, I'm still a young guy. Can't what is he? Twenty three. Under yeah, figure out why it took him this long to find a place for him to go. Like, but anyways, probably looked around the roster and thought we had too much goddamn depth. Yeah, too much mid- Ship too much out. too much midfield depth. Uh, <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, Jerry's coming. That's other United Yeah, Jerry's news. coming. Yeah, that's is that yeah, Wednesday that's, or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. He just is he <laughs> posted a fucking he posted a news a, outlet. We should know this. He posted stuff. we're not a news outlet. Oh, <laughs> don't get me. He posted a very cryptic uh, tweet with a bunch of emojis that imply that he's going to be coming to Minnesota at some point. I think so. In yeah. this week. So, we'll see. Uh, hopefully he's bringing his do- a, like adorable adorable child. I just really want that child and my child to like be fr- become friends. That'd be really cool. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, so we have yeah, our. They're gonna hit it off. You're <laughs> fucking three month. My, my three month old, yeah. yeah. All right, so we go down to the Ford Madtown Brodown. Uh, so Madison played a game last weekend on on Friday night as well, actually, as the uh, same time as Minnesota. They actually won. They won two to one. Is that the first win? First win of the first, first goal uh, and first win. win. Yeah, first goal and first uh, win of uh, Ford Madison's history. Oh, cool. Uh, Mason Toy, Carter Manley, both got starts for Ford Madison. Um, they beat Orlando City B. 
Uh, Manly went to full 90, was being utilized more as an attacking right back, so more in the vein of they like... beat OCB? OCB, they did. Old yeah. Country Buffet? Yeah, they beat I Old love Country it. Buffet. Yeah. Um, he's being utilized as more of an attacking right back. They um, ate him up. Are you done? Or? Keep going. I'll come okay. up with more. Okay. Um, so more than the sort of the uh, vein of Metnair as an attacking right back. Uh, Toy picked up a yell in the 72nd minute and was immediately subbed off. Uh, for defensive help to try and protect the lead. Madison, uh, Ford Madison opens up their their home field, Breeze Stevens Field, uh, renovated field in Madison by the university. I'm just waiting for you to chime in here. No, keep going. I'm being very respectful <laughs> here. Uh, against uh, Greenville Triumph SC. Uh, they're uh, apparently a North Carolina team. As Greenville is in North Carolina. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Madison is currently in ninth place of, out of ten with three points. Greenville is currently tied for second with six points. Although they are currently in fifth after tiebreakers, the top four teams and Madison, I should point out, plays in the USL League One, which is not the top USL league. The USL Championship is the top league because we have to steal England's shit. So, so that, that makes it the third tier in American third soccer. tier in American soccer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So check out if you're ever in Madison. If you want to check out a game, do it. Uh, we'll probably be down there. Me and my wife will be down there for sure for a game. Uh, I think in June. Uh, yeah, and then Minnesota United actually plays there, I think, on the 15th of June, something like that. I don't know. There's a day when Minnesota plays down there. So that's all I got for the Ford Madtown Brodown. Love the Brodown. Yeah. So let's talk about the upcoming game. All right. So I'll, uh, again, cleanse the palate. Let's all take a breath. I yeah. see Karazi's over there. He's freaking out. Yeah. I am freaking out. Karazi did, like, a bunch of drugs. I am freaking out, yes. I was I worried about out, all the man. drugs you did. Did you see all the drugs? Is that why your pupils are so large? You're talking about my drugs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't need to talk about that. But, yeah, there were a lot of drugs involved. A lot of drugs, yeah. A lot of drugs involved, yeah. yeah. All That's right. why I had to go to the bathroom a couple of times while you guys were talking. Really? Just Because you're shitting your pants? Just drugs, yeah. Why don't they, like, for, uh, Mo, you know, like, uh, Pepto-Bismol, you know? You know yeah, that's about. a drug, I guess. Well, it's yeah. not, no, no, it's not the point. Why is the slogan for Pepto-Bismol, mmm, tastes more like regular? You know, because you're more regular, like you don't shit your pants and stuff, you know? I don't, I never actually thought about that, but yeah. that's a pretty good call. Tastes yeah. more like regular. Yeah, yeah. I'm I guess it's because you don't shit your pants as much. That's, well, that's it's it's got to be more for an X-lax type of thing. than Right. Because regularity is about taking a good shit when you right. need to. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, the same kind of shit you take in the morning, but I guess with that... What is your shitting schedule like? Because I, I, it is down to a science for me. So mine is at uh, 6.15 in the morning, usually. <laughs> he's fucking second hand, he's counting. Yeah, 6.15 in so the morning. Pretty much when you wake up? Wake up in the morning, play with the cat a little bit, <laughs> um, and then it's uh, that's yeah. down to business. Then I weigh myself, because I got to weigh myself right after Oh, you that. should do it before and after. You shouldn't yeah, wait till just Yeah, then I get, a- like, really disappointed <laughs> if I do it beforehand. For me, it's always immediately when I walk into work. There's a goddamn Pavlovian thing where I drop my keys on the desk, plop that laptop down on the dock. As soon as the little boom, boom, with you when the fucking sound comes up. Sure. I'm headed for a big fresh shit in the bathroom. It's just, it's Pavlov right now. No, mine is usually, like, at 6.15, my cat is staring at me. And then I go downstairs. I'm doing this thing with the warm water and honey and uh, like a half a lime. Okay. So, so it's I'm like doing tea. Th- it's tea, but it's not really tea. It's no, just- it's supposed to be good for you. I actually, I today was the first day I did it, so I shouldn't oh. be saying so that. So you've been, <laughs> I've been you got it fucking forever. lined up, yeah. Yeah. They, now you're not gonna shit for three days. It's gonna really throw your game not. off. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Zeller's back to us. <laughs> anyway, we got a game against Los Angeles Galaxy <laughs> here. I think, uh, I've, rel- I think I've relayed this story in the podcast before. Uh, this is going to be a long one, guys. Don't worry. Um, the, <laughs> they the pod- get longer every podcast. goddamn week. Um, so I think I relayed the story about how I got super high uh, for the jersey reveal a couple years ago oh, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was me and Karazi were, uh, got high in the Mall America parking lot um, before the... Uh, before the jersey reveal, and so we we get we, you know normal place to do yes that. we got we got really fucking high though, um, and we went into the jersey reveal and uh, yeah watched watched like maybe five minutes of it and I was so fucking hungry that uh, I was like fuck it we're gonna we go we went to that Mexican place up on the fourth on the fourth floor of the Mall of America and ate like I don't know probably like three chimichangas or something and then went down and uh, yelled at a. Uh, a young Minnesota uh, United intern because she didn't have the, uh, the the green they had the green oh, version they didn't the, have the goalkeeper jersey yeah they didn't have the, the blue wanted, goalkeeper yeah. shirt that I wanted they had the green version so anyways and so you um, yelled at a young woman yes, about it yes yes uh, not my finest hour God, you're I, a fucking monster I will did admit did you throw a five year old off the I balcony did, this I, did not, I did not you throw, fucking prick I did not throw a five year old off God the balcony damn it tell her <laughs> so, holy still, shit still not still not my finest hour so. <laughs> All right, the LA Galaxy. Let's yes. uh, look ahead here. We got a big matchup coming on Wednesday. Oh, we got a couple. We got this, but yeah, this one first before anything else. Humana, so. humana, humana. Who do you? Uh, who's good on the Los Angeles Galaxy? Well, I mean, obviously Zoltan is is really good. Zoltan. Zoltan. He's uh, second or sec- third, third in the MLS with seven goals. I don't like his name. Yeah. Too many, too many consonants. Seven goals in five appearances. Uh, he's scored in every single game he's played in this year. Uh, which is a, a cool thing, and he's only I think two game two goals away from having the most goals in uh, the first like thirty four MLS games. Somebody set some arbitrary limit on that and said well, thirty four uh, game, game. Oh, thirty four games equivalent is, is, of a yeah, season. Yeah, equivalent okay. of a season. So he's so approaching it's like the Tiger Slam. It's like in a yes, consecutive exactly. season length type situation. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so that's basically it. So. Um, so yeah, so he's I mean, he's really really good. Uh Jonathan DeSantos has, you know, weirdly played really well this year manning the midfield, uh, which I think we kind of joked about in our uh our pot, our pre-guest uh, you know, yeah. sibling rivalry that you know, he was going to lose any semblance of goodness he had with uh his brother Giovanni not <laughs> being in the team anymore. But he's uh he's actually stepped up and played pretty well. How about you? Who do you guys who's good? Can we just can we just acknowledge that the name Giovanni is just fucking Italian for Jonathan. Jonathan yeah. <laughs> like, yes. they named one kid Jonathan, they named the other kid yes. Giovanni. Yes. The next kid was named Jan. Yeah. The next fucking kid was named Juan. Yeah. Come on. Johannes. <laughs> Johannes, yeah. Um, anyway, that point uh, notwithstanding, uh, let me add one point to you for Zlatan. It's not for me just been about the numbers, but the numbers have been good. It's not just for me about the numbers. It's actually that he has done some leadership type stuff. He uh, not this most recent game, but the last week he called out his own team for effort. He saw even when they won, he saw that the effort wasn't there. They let it slip, and he called them out. He gave uh, an earful to their young kind of 16-year-old phenom uh, Ephraim, who and said, you know, be careful what you say to the media and don't gloat and stuff like that. He's stepping up as a leader. It would be so easy for Zlatan to just say fuck it, collect paycheck, and just coast on yeah. his obviously preternatural skills. But he also seems to give a fuck, and that's kind of cool. Um, last name I'll throw at you, Diego Polenta uh, is in the back line. He's the TAM-level dude they brought in to shore up the yeah. back line. Scored the goal he, last week. Actually scored his first MLS goal last yep. week. Guess who is tied for the fewest goals allowed in MLS this year? That's the Los Angeles Galaxy. Yeah. With, They're tied with the other L.A. team. 
Oh, LAFC. The LAFCs, <laughs> who have played two more games in yeah, the Galaxy that's also. Fair. That's fair. Holy shit, the LAFCs are good. Yeah. Anyways, who sucks? Now, we, we talked about who's good, but a team like this has to have some real shit balls. Yeah, there. they don't They don't really. That's kind of the scary not a thing. Ton, yeah, a they're, I got a couple. They're 6-1, uh, 6-1-0. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say Emmanuel Boateng is the lesser Boateng. Uh Romain Alessandrini uh, has been pretty much crap for most of this uh, year. It hurts me to say it. Romain Alessandrini, no goals and what is he? No goals and one assist. Yeah, yeah, games. no goals, God one assist, five games. He got hurt uh, against Houston. He, uh, he messed up his knee. So he, we'll see if he actually uh, actually gets a start um, against Minnesota United. Uh, Boateng came in for Alessandrini. Um, there was a time when I would have peeled back my supple butt cheeks for that shit. Yeah, that dude. And now he's not. Yeah, good. that dude has been a Minnesota killer though. Uh, yeah, the yeah, games he's played shit, against yeah. Minnesota. So, and then uh, the I can't remember the, his first name, but uh, Skelfik, who has been on their back line, he's been prone to mistakes. He actually conceded a a, a late uh, or a penalty late to Houston yep. uh, last week. Um, that basically you know Minnesota or sorry LA the LA Galaxy probably should have only had a draw last week against Houston. Yeah. Um, but but for that. Uh, you know that amazing goal at the near the end of near the death of the match. Um, so those are the sorry the the two three ish players that are like there's not a team that's six six one and all doesn't have a lot of sucking a ton involved. Of, so. ton of terrible guys. Yeah. Alessandrini is underperformed. He has had five games. Uh, Skelvik totally down with that. He's also had some communication issues with Bingham. Yep. He plays out wide. I guess what he plays left back. Yes, yep. we're really good at attacking. On the right side. On the right side. Yeah. On our right side. I'm going to also throw Rolf Felcher in there. Now, I know what you're thinking. I just made that name up. I Rolf know you did not. Felcher. It's a real name. And You know uh, what felching is? Felching? Is that a thing? Yeah, Google it. I'm not fucking Googling that in a public <laughs> place, you fucking felcher. Um, anyways, um, he also it, it gets some time on the left side out wide, kind of a midfield dude, so... Um, I don't know what to expect out of him. I'm hoping he's not 100% the way he's not been 100% yeah. for so many people for so many games. I mean, um, but yeah, Felcher doesn't look good. So their left side is really suspect. So that's super part, vulnerable. That, yep. that transitions us into, well, how the fuck do we play him? Yeah. Uh, so other than just not even fielding a left side and literally just only playing 11, 11 players on the right side of the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, LA Galaxy plays a 4-1-4-1 um, pretty consistently. Uh, Zlatan is up top. Uh, they are just going to try and whip balls into the center of the box with from through Zlatan. They do not play through the center of the pitch at all. Um, which actually good for us. If if uh, if Minnesota is is so yeah. So here's there's two things. Um, whether Zlatan plays or Zlatan doesn't play, this team actually matches up better when Zlatan plays. I think, which we saw when Minnesota United played LA in back in you know back in uh, March yeah, yeah. when Zlatan was injured and they played more through the center. Yeah. Um, and created more problems for us overloading the midfield it's a reminder that. that they can beat you a couple of ways yeah so um but the way they the way they normally line up the 4141 with the Zoltan up top actually I think bodes well for Minnesota in terms yeah, of yeah. in terms of what we can do and how we can uh counteract them now again obviously they all all they want to do when they play that 4141 is to whip balls in the center of the box onto Zoltan's head uh yeah. and just let Zoltan do the Zoltan things and that is a that's dangerous no matter what like right like it's gonna be very dangerous for anybody and we're, we're shitty in the air yes exactly 100 you know, we're just super light, shitty yeah. in the air yeah so um well we're super super shitty in the air especially with uh with Kalman instead of a boxel uh so if it's Kalman or Opara so Opara and Boxel I think we're okay in the air now we didn't we weren't in the last couple of years, but with Opar and Boxel, I think we are. Now, I don't think Boxel should play, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a second. But um, now the question is, like, what do the specific absences of Calvo and Gregus do to what Adrian Heath wants to do? Uh, there are two, there are two, in my estimation, two uh, 
um, theories of thought here is that he loses Calvos and Gregu, Gregush, uh, Calvo and Gregush, and he decides to go play more of a 3-5-2 um, that has been effective for them in the past. Tinker. Uh, yeah. Box O'Kalman, Apara across the back. Uh, Miguel, I'm, I'm, this is also assuming Miguel Abar is healthy. He's, he's, back in, he's back in training. Apara uh, is back in training partially. I'm assuming, so assuming both Apara and, and Miguel Abar are healthy. Um, so 3-5-2, Box O'Kalman, Apara. Uh, Miller... Mibara, so Miguel Barra, Alonso, Finley, Metinier across the uh, across the five, and Dikun Rodriguez up top. This would be a really like an attacking three five two, right? Mm-hmm. This would be yeah. a, a, this would be a very you you basically have only Alonso. We're protecting we're trying your to win line. a four three game, yep. not a one zero game. Yep. Um, but perhaps in this in this circumstance, you could have Miller sit a little bit more back, so Miller's not as much of attacking uh, an attacking winger as he is sure. sort of like. You know he's getting to the half line, seeing what's going, and then you know he's he's so it's the three five two, but it it does shift, uh, it it tilts. Yeah, it tilts. Right, the exactly. right side is more forward. Yeah, than exactly. The left. Yeah. So yeah, so um, but you could have, shifts depending on where yeah, you, you have the ball. Mi- but you could have mi- maybe stuff, maybe you have Miller sort of sitting more back and Miggy pushing it more forward. So it's maybe it's more like a three four three. It okay. could look like that. Anyways, so that's one that's one option I, I could see based on what Heath's done in the past, him doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think we should do would be a sort of more of a 4-4-2 Devin. I th- really think um, that we need four in the back with the way that L.A. attacks. Um, we need uh, and we need big defenders. So I could see sort of a Miller, Coleman, Opara, Metnir um, in the back line. Mibara, Schuler, Alonso, Finley uh, in the midfield, and DQ and Rodriguez up top. Though I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Ribara instead of Rodriguez. Uh, I'm curious to see if Molino gets a run out. Uh, perhaps pushing Miggy into the middle of the field, uh, freeing out to be a little more creative, or seeing Molino in that three-five-two um, tucked in to play off Quintero and Miggy. So uh, I don't know, substitute who you want in there, but Quintero and Miguel Ibarra are in that in that three-five-two or that four-four-two uh, diamond as well. Um, again, I don't I don't imagine I would we'll see anything. I think you know he Adrian Heath is very uh, very stubborn. I think he'll stick to his four-two-three-one. Um, Probably just plug in, you know. Uh, it'll be Coleman or Par on the back on the back line. On the back line, I got. I hope. I mean, if Boxo again gets a run out after that game, everything he's fucking said about you know his entire game is is yeah terrible. So um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you? How do you envision Lillian's playing? I mean, what I, do you, and what do you want to see him play? I, well, so f- first of all, I, I'd love to see the three four three, and, and I think it plays off a lot of what you just said. If Miguel is healthy, I'd love to see the three four three. Metinier at the right mid, um, Miguel at the left mid, if we're talking the wings on the four. And then um, we have a three-man back line of pick your fucking poison. I don't even know. Whoever's available. Anybody but Boxall. What are you going to have? Omsberg, Coleman, and Boxall. I, whatever's there. And then um, basically you have Romario, Rodriguez, and Gutierrez. You can't pull Rodriguez at this point. He's getting hot. Romario, I still think he's – you got to have him out there. I, I, I want to see him getting minutes because he, he, he looked really good when he's getting minutes too. Um if Miguel is not healthy, I think you don't try to play a wing back in the f- left flank of that four-man midfield that isn't a wing back. I don't want you to try and fit a square peg in a round hole. So I think you go back to like a four-two-three-one. This has got to be shitty to listen to. It'd be better with pictures. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think you go back basically to what we did against Toronto, but you plug Eric Miller in for Calvo. You have Schuler move over to replace Gregus, who's going to be gone. You'll remember Schuler played a his kind of weird "I'm a winger, but I'm not a winger" kind of left midfield spot, um, and then Romario positioned more to his strengths uh, on the left side, replacing Schuler, but playing in a more attacking style than Schuler did. So it's basically like for like replacements across the board 
if Miguel's not healthy, sure. like for like replacements compared to what we saw against um, Toronto, except that our left winger, quote unquote, is going to play more advanced than he is defensively. And that's okay. There's a lot of numbers and positions and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, we're fucked. I mean, can we just acknowledge that? Yeah, yeah, no, we're fucked. We're fucked. You got a you got a prediction for this? For uh, God hates the loons. We lose three two to the Satans. I'm gonna give you three one, to the <laughs> to the LAs. <laughs> okay, uh, good. All right, so we uh, we always make picks. I forgot to write down who picked what games uh, last week. So we're gonna, we're just gonna talk through the games. Uh, so last week, while we were recording last week, uh, Vancouver uh, hosted uh, LAFC. We both I think had LAFC winning. Vancouver beat LAFC one to nothing. I don't understand. This soccer. league is fucking it's fucking bonkers. I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, FCC, the uh, Federal uh, Communications Commission's lost at home to RSL 3 nothing. Uh, they was they were fun while they were potentially good for like 2 weeks and everybody was sucking their dicks and now uh, you know losing 3 nothing to RSL at at home. Yeah, I'm glad nobody's like sucking on their Johnsons anymore. Yeah. I didn't like that phase. <laughs> so Toronto FC obviously beat Minnesota United 4 to 3. We're not going to talk about that one anymore. I expended uh, all of my words. Uh, LA Galaxy uh, beat Houston Dynamo 2-1, to one, a game that Houston Dynamo probably should have got a point out of. Uh, Houston's very good this year. Yeah. They are, that was yeah, Houston's that, first loss. That was their first loss of the season. Yeah, they're, like I said, I talked about them a, little, a few weeks ago, about them being very, very good. They are. My uh, boy, Minotas. Yeah. Chicago beat Colorado 4-1. to one. No one saw that one coming. Co- you, know, you know what? Colorado is actually on pace <laughs> to give up like 96 Goals this year. I thought it was a three-digit number. Actually, is, I may, it, is it only? It <laughs> might be, but it's like. I, or no, you, actually, I think you're right. I think it's like 120 something, like 124. Yeah, uh, it makes I think us it was, look goddamn I think, confident. I think it was in Matt Doyle's column, like the uh, the armchair analyst column or whatever on MLS Soccer. Uh, but yeah, like they're it's an insane amount of goals they're supposed to give up. So um, Philadelphia host hosted the Montreal Impact. And Philadelphia, also not terrible, uh, beat Montreal 3-0. Montreal's also very bad, though. Trust the system with Philadelphia. They've, they've been playing the long game, and you've seen it steadily improve yeah. over time. Speaking of long game, Orlando City is actually uh, playing really well so far. They beat Vancouver 1-0 after Vancouver had beaten LAFC 1-0. I don't know. So it's by the transitive league. property, Orlando City is like a 5-1 to one victory <laughs> over LAFC. <laughs> over LAFC, yeah. yeah. Uh, LA United went – or hosted, sorry. Fuck, they hosted FC Dallas. So talk – Here's the thing, like I had that we had that really shitty game on Friday and it was just feeling like every single sport like soccer sporting event was going against it's me. It's all going wrong. And uh LA and I went to FC Dallas and lost two to one. Or no, just no sorry. LA and I hosted FC Dallas. I didn't even did that wrong the second time. LA and I hosted FC Dallas and lost two to one. And they weren't even in this game. They were down two nothing. They scored yeah. they scored in like the eighty eighth minute. It wasn't even goal. close. Yeah. Um, it's uh you know what it the takes, it takes a rough weekend and it just adds a little something. Something to look for. Something nice. To. Yeah. yeah. I, I posted this on Twitter. But like, they should have had a three-year plan. Yeah. They should have. Yeah. They only had a two-year plan. Yeah. I mean, it worked out Dumb well. Dumbasses. Yeah. Um, but I was talking with somebody else. Uh, literally, like, every single, like, Man City won. Uh, yeah. Like, every single thing, like, sp- like soccer thing went against yeah, what, I, wa- what I wanted to happen. And then, then Liverpool played. I had a, I posted it on Twitter on uh, Sunday morning. Like, really, really, really bad feeling about this Liverpool game. Yeah. Everything has gone against me, and then Liverpool pulled it out. So good for Thank them. Uh, we'll have a Liverpool minute here probably next week when uh, we talk about we'll Barcelona. To, yeah. yeah. Um, New England beat the Red Bulls uh, one nothing. God, Soccer are the Red Bulls broken? Are the Red Bulls bad? The Red Bulls are broken. Yeah. The, the Red Bulls. Sounds like they're bringing in uh, Thierry Henry to, to help them recover. Oh, yeah. Maybe that, he can do for them what they did what he did for Monaco. Yeah, that worked out really really well for Monaco. So, uh, okay. Uh, Columbus 
Speaking of weird fucking results, Columbus loses that home to Portland 3-1. to one. We have not discussed the weirdest results of this week yet. We've just reviewed like 18 games. And we haven't even gotten to the weirdest one. Uh, but yeah, Portland ought not to be winning against Columbus that way. Yeah. And, and again, Columbus hosted. Yes, exactly. Uh, Portland's on their, like, their mega 22-game road trip or whatever for this year. Uh, I don't know if this is the weirdest one. San Jose beats no, this is the one. Sporting Kansas City 4-1 to one at home. The I mean, San Jose they're at Earthquakes. Home. So that's fair. They're at let's, home. Let's calm down. This yeah. is a team that's like losing five nothing games sh- over breakfast. They shouldn't win four to one against Sporting Kansas City, <laughs> even at home. To, especially to, at to, home. To be fair, they're sure they're at home. Sporting Kansas City has to be exhausted right now. They've got a few injuries and they've been playing the t- the, the most compact schedule of anybody. Um, but four to one, they ought not be losing, and that, that was uh, you know good for them because I, I, I they were so bad. I was at the point of feeling bad for them, like as past shot in for it, and now I'm just like. I don't want those people to feel. I don't want them to go home and go to the rope store, you know. <laughs> and so Matias Almeida's system. Territory. Is, yeah, that's, that's where we we should invest in that shit. Yeah. Anyways, good luck to San Jose. Yeah, and then uh, DC United on Sunday lost to NYCFC at home. Of course, they there's did. a lot of lot of uh, lot of a lot home, of home losers, losers this week. Yeah. Ought not to have lost. Yeah, uh, two nothing to NYCFC, uh, a team that we saw last week that NYCFC, was not good. Let's let's take a look back here. NYCFC's first win of the year, San Jose's first win of the year, Portland's first win of the year. Um, yeah, has, had Chicago won before that? Yes, they had. Yeah. Okay, well, Houston's so. first loss of the year. Yeah. Um, and Vancouver's first win of the year coming against LAFC. What a weird fucking week. Yeah. And then what well, was billed as the game of the weekend, LAFC hosting Seattle Sounders uh, 4-1 to LAFC. LAFC fucking dominated this broadened game. broadened their colons is yeah. what they did. Holy uh, shit. Christian Ramirez had a fucking awesome, a beauty. amazing goal. If you haven't seen Christian. because of the setup. Yeah, Christian Ramirez's goal. Yeah, he back heels it. Like, the shit he used to do uh, – you know, four Minnesota United Shut back up. when the NASL days, where he would back heel to, to Miguel Ibarra, and Miguel Ibarra would just put a perfect pass right to him that he would just tip past the goaltender. It was fucking amazing. Carlos Vela is uh, has ten goals already this year. In uh, he has half the goals that the leader of the EPL has in seven games or six games, I think. He hasn't even played. They haven't played a third of their, a third of their season yet. And he's got more goals or half half as many goals as like Mohamed Salah and. I, don't, I mean, I don't I, usually say this because I want MLS to succeed, but sell him. <laughs> yeah, sell the fucking guy. Yeah, like, like this. This is a guy who needs to be playing this top is, flight soccer somewhere, is, and he's he's at peak value. This is a guy who doesn't get much run out in the Mexican national team because of other. This is like the Mexican national team is a whole other fucking thing. We could talk about like how like uh, uh, parochial that shit is, but like this guy is like not generally in the uh, in the mix for the Mexican national team. Dumb, and he's probably one of the best. Mexican national team players in the world right now. So it's better than Sweet Pea or whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the upcoming week picks, and then we'll all talk about some. We have some questions. Do it. All right. We are, we're going to only do the midweek games here because uh, Luke Craig and I are going to jump in on the uh, on Thursday. So NYC NYCFC host Chicago. I have a three one NYCFC victory. Nil nil. Two New, shitty teams. New England hosts Montreal. I have a 0-0 draw. Nil-nil. Yep. Two shitty teams. Columbus hosts D.C. United. I have a 2-1 Columbus win, uh, which probably does not bode well for Minnesota on Sunday. Uh, these are actually two really good teams. Columbus at home, 1-1 one, one draw. Okay. Uh, we talked about Minnesota in uh, L.A. I have a 2-3 uh, victory to L.A. You have a 3-1 to, to L.A. Yep. And then finally, Seattle Sounders host San Jose. San Jose riding high. I think they're going to get Trons 4-1. San Jose was a hot flash and a hot pan there. They're going to lose 3-1. Sounders. And Sounders is gonna be got to be feeling real bad about that LAFC colon. Oh yeah, they're gonna beat the shit out of. Yeah, uh, that's why I said good. four to one. They're gonna beat the shit out All of right. uh, San Jose. So we got some fucking answers. Yeah, we got Let's some fucking answers. So Dan Wade asks: Realistically, how hot is Heath's seat? 
Who is a realistic option to replace him? Well, we talked about substitutes for Heath last week, so I don't want to dive into the same conversation again. Yeah. How hot is it with this team? He, uh, If he's going to get lost, he's going to get lost at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I don't see him ditching midseason. I can't, well, I can't imagine uh, that Dr. McGuire uh, spending the money to replace him midseason, basically. Uh, how hot is his seat? It's very hot. I it's think. hot, but it's not going to be hot enough until but the, the question, end of the season. Yeah, but the question is, is, like, is, is this ownership group – and is this, and by ownership group, I mean Dr. McGuire willing to actually like pull the trigger on firing Heath. I mean, to be fair, it's it's the one the one caveat I'll say here is that he is at the he's at the end of his contract, right? He is not he's yes. not signed an extension. Yes. He doesn't have multiple years left. So if you fire him, if you think it's a, a, a can be a punch in the arm, uh, you're only paying him through the rest of this year, yeah. which we like. It's easier to fire it's, him now. It's than easier it to fire him now than, than last year at this time, right? When we were being fucking terrible. You're not going to. End of the year. I could see, I could see realistic, realistically a scenario. You're talking where, yourself into this. I know, but let me do it. Get fucking. I yeah, need. I, I need, this. need this. I need, need this, this man. Right. I need this. This is therapy. I can see. I can see a scenario where. So we have a lot. We have a lot of really tough games coming up. Between now and the Chicago uh, match on Mother's Day, right? If we don't get six points out of this, which again would be terrible because we probably would drop out of playoff position. So say we, you know, we lose the next like, you know, three games. I could see a scenario where Manny Lagos, in trying to save his job, says we absolutely need to. We need a coaching change. The, the locker room is lost. We need someone else in there to change to, you know, bring about something else. In in, in, in honestly, in like trying to save his own fucking hide, right? And I think the problem is is that. Manny, Adrian, and uh, Amos are all sort of tied together. Manny and Adrian specifically are tied together. Um, so if we lose the next two home games and then we go on the road and we lose again, then maybe I could see that Heath gets fired. Um, I could see if we get towards the, towards the you know midpoint of the year and we're not in a playoff position and Dr. Bill is insisting on being a playoff team, Maybe Adrian Heath gets fired because again, there's a lot less money that Bill has to pay. Um, the guy doesn't want to, he doesn't want to pay dead money, basically. And that's that's one of his for all the for all the credits he's, he's had he has as, as an owner of a uh, soccer team as a professional sports team in this town. The guy refuses to pay dead money, and that is sometimes good, sometimes really really bad. Um, Glenn Taylor is really good at paying dead money, and that's sometimes the detriment of the team. So I don't know. There's, uh, I think it's, I think it seems very hot, and I I could I could see that he he gets fired this year. Uh, I, who the you know we talked about the options to replace him. I don't think, I mean they're they're few and far between. Honestly, you know it's going to be someone on the coaching staff is going to step in as the interim manager. Well, so. for interim, yeah, we, we we said we wanted somebody with MLS, somebody who knows how to coach in MLS. Mm-hmm. You see great coaches failing. There's, there's some that succeed too, and it's fair. Yeah. You know Tata Martino and stuff. But um, get somebody who knows how to coach in MLS. Yeah. Um, so yeah, move, move on. So our friend Andy asks, uh, am I stupid in saying that I'm glad Kava got the red? I've been thinking that dude in Boxy could use a break to get things straight. Also, Mags is straight, starting to become more attractive Finley than she ever was to Ramirez. I still take Ramirez. Cuter nose. Any thoughts? First of all, his stupidity has nothing to do with whether Kava got a red or not. Yeah. Um, he's stupid. Yeah. Um, sure. I get his point. It'll be interesting to see how well a replacement fares because if, if if we are going to loosen the grip on Calvo, we need evidence that a replacement will work. Yeah, so you know? so it'd be great to see someone like Eric Miller have a good game. 
That's so that that is the thing. That's this is where I this is where I'm I'm a little hesitant because I I believe that I mean Eric Miller probably makes the most sense if you're gonna do, if you're doing straight like for like Miller probably makes the most sense. <clears throat> Will Miller have a good enough game in Cabo's place to justify Adrian Heath not starting Cabo? I sincerely mm. doubt it. I don't think that is probably gonna happen. But yeah. that's you know. Again, Adrian Heath saying what he says about you know you play your you play your way out of the lineup and, and all that bullshit. Like yeah. we'll see, we'll actually see if that actually is true, um, based on what happens uh, against LA. Um, Mags is a Finley, is a attracted to Finley more than Ramirez, but she she clearly hasn't seen a photograph of me. Otherwise, there wouldn't we wouldn't even be having this conversation. She wouldn't care yeah, for either of those it would guys. Be definitely uh, me. definitely Finley. Be me. Have you seen me lately? Look at I me. Have. have you seen me? You're looking better. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> not, not quite David Martin level, but you're looking all right. That's fair. Uh, Mags, you can come see us anytime. I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there's like a very small window. <laughs> come say, come say, hey, but yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, very high. I do ask if, if I think the the vitriol in social media is wildly disproportionate. Where do I sign up to be on the defense team of both Francisco Cavo and Angelo Rodriguez? You can sign your own fucking cast. Yeah. You can sign up that? at. Uh, www.imadick. I'm a dick. Uh, please punch me in the face next time you see me. Uh, please, God, punch me in the face next time I see me. Dot com. Yeah, I was that surprised one. that URL was available. Yeah, I know, right? It was weird. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be snatched up. Very, very weird. Uh, what do we got? At Birdman Any Wheat One asks, I think it's Birdman Any Weather One asks, how does Molino fit in? When will Olam get some playing time? Also, explain to me why Heath didn't make subs before he blew before he blew the game. Well. You can answer the last one. We first. talked about that one because Adrian Heath is a fucking terrible man manager and a terrible yeah. in in game manager. That was so. easy. When will Olam get some playing time? Yeah, probably Th- this, this very week. week. <laughs> yeah, I was this gonna say. W- yeah, it's we're very... running out of human people to play. Yeah, then how does Molino fit in? I can tell you how I think Molino. How I would want Molino to fit in. Yeah, he either plays on the left side as a sort of inverted wing uh, winger, which he has ex- actually done before, um, or he plays as a super sub, replacing Darwin as a number 10, or Finley as the uh, you know the right-sided winger. I personally don't want to see Molino start until it gets to be a position where he needs to or proves his way into it or something. Um, I think we, up top... We are talking about Adrian Heath, though. A top so. half of our formation, we got a lot of good things going. Yes, I don't, you don't bring Molino in just to bring him in. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you on the super sub. I would agree with you uh, that he needs to play his way into the into the game and into the starting lineup. Uh, but again, can he play defense? Molino, he can start tomorrow if you know, wants. Molino is Heath's boy. Like the guy, you know, he came with him from or came, you know, from Orlando where Heath had coached him. I just, I have a very sneaking, terrible suspicion that whenever he's healthy and ready to go, ninety minutes, he's going to get a start and. That's either going to be at the expense of Miguel Ibarra or Ethan Finlay. Um, either Miguel Ibarra moves over to the right, or you know he he replaces Miguel Ibarra completely. So, yeah. all right. Dan Scarab asks: It's early in the season, but based on the form so far, who is leaving the team at the end of the year, or possibly even before then? Looking at both players, the team no longer wants, and those who might get bought traded. Um, Lawrence Solomon is going to be gone. He's an old fucking dude, and he was clearly a stopgap backup measure anyway. So yep. he's going to be gone. Um, they don't have any interest in playing Colin Martin, and now they've shipped over, which is good. You want to get Colin Martin minutes, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think he has a long-term place on the roster. Um, other I mean, dudes, the only reason they're keeping Colin Martin is because he still has homegrown rights, and he's a homegrown player. No, there's player, reasons so, to yeah. keep him. I, yeah. I don't think they'll keep him long-term, though. No. Um, 
interesting to see what they do with the fullback situation. Eric Miller is the kind of guy they could see as expendable, but they they need depth there too. So it'd be interesting to see if they bring somebody in. Yeah, they need um, depth, and they they basically did not extend him a contract for the longest fucking time. Ex exactly. So, yeah. so I so could easily see Miller some being kind gone. of yeah. waffling that's yeah. happening there. Um, boy, last ones. I would say that some of our young guys who are getting a lot of loan time, uh, your your Carter Manleys, for instance. I, I I feel like the team is higher on Wyatt Olmsberg than they are in Carter Manley, and I can see Carter Manley being gone. But again, you know, from my standpoint, if you can loan him, then fucking do it and keep him on the books. But um, if you can't, then find a starting caliber uh, uh, right back. Yeah, I guess the, the question, Dan, that I have uh, to your question is. Who is managing the team at the end of the year? Is it Adrian Heath? Um, that's gonna, that's after the season it, yeah. is over, um, and, and is are Manny and Amos uh, managing the, the the player personnel? Uh, I think, I think that uh, the uh, that there's a few players that potentially are out during the uh, during the year. Cabo yeah. potentially, um, if he has a good Gold Cup. If Adrian, if if uh, Manny and Amos are smart, they sell him. They sell him. And they, he's he's ex they got interest in the past for him. I could easily see Cowell being sold during the winter, during the summer break, uh, the July, uh, August trade window. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, it really depends on who is managing the team at the end of the year. That's yeah, it's a, it's a so, huge factor. Uh, finally, uh, at New, Bo New Bohemia Lake asks, what is your favorite thing to dip a New Bohemia Lake giant pretzel in? Um, Do they have, they have giant, giant pretzels, pretzels at New Bohemia. Um, they are really good to dip in uh, lots of things. Uh, I like my dipping my penis in one. No, they asked what you want to dip the pretzel into. Oh, my Not asshole. Into your asshole? Yeah. You shove a giant pretzel in your ass? You done that? You ever, 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 you ever shoved like a, started like to shove a pretzel in your asshole? It's, nice, it's nice and like hot. Like a pretzel stick. Nice and hot. But no, but it's more like not like a not like a big one that you, you get at a ball game. I've put the little uh, the little you know abrasive salt. You know, it comes in a bag. Yeah, you know, those you, little ones. You have you have, you have shoved one ones? of those in your asshole. Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. It yeah. hurts. Yeah. No, no. See, the, no. The the sea salt is scarring. Yeah. The nice thing about the new Bohemians is it, they, have, they do have that sea salt, but it's also like nice and like they're hot. It's well, hot. Those are big, fluffy. I'm talking yeah. about the little crunchy ones. Oh yeah, no, no. no. The new Bohemian ones are, are are like the nice big hot ones that are fluffy and all that. Like have shove that ever, one in your asshole. Have you ever put combos in your ass? I've not put it's a combo cool in my because asshole. it's like a goddamn magician's scarf when they come out. They're just like one after the other. They just keep going. You never know when it's going to stop. All right. You can find us. Guys, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, uh, www.davesiknow.com. Email us questions at davesiknowatman at gmail.com. Please email us a question. I've never checked that website or that email address in a long time. Uh, at TDIKMN on the Twitter machines. Uh, Zeller at Texas Zeller. Martin at Offensive Loons. Mo, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Uh, Mo Kar at Mo Karazi. Isn't it fucking locked? That is at M-O-K-A-R-R-A-Z-I. At M-O-K-A-R-R-A-Z-I. You're going to follow some rando. Yeah, M-O... That's at M-O-K-A-R-R-A-Z-I. M-O Karazi. You actually want to do the real one? Yes, at M-O-E-K-H-A-R-R-A-Z-I. Good lord. How would anybody know how to spell either of those What's words? What's your fucking xenophobic, <laughs> bud? I knew exactly how to spell it. I, I, no, I listen. I know how to spell it. I, just, I know how to spell it. I, just, I was giving him shit. Anyways, keep taking us home. I didn't take one look at his brown ass skin and decide I didn't want to hear what he had to say. I knew how to spell his name. You shit whole country. <laughs> fucking Iran. I mean, yeah, you, you fucking took down the 9-11 towers, man. Yeah, yeah. Excellent work, man.
Mo Karazi did 9-11. We are the Daves you know. This has been the Daves I know. Land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.